Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to another episode of the NFL Digest. It's your girl, Nora Natish, and we are back with some more stuff going on. We got to talk about week 10 of the NFL. As you guys know, every week, your girl gives you four teams, so four games that were just what? And she always gives you her fifth game as her as Nora's game of the week. So I gotta get to it, gotta get to it because my first what game? Because this week, I'm gonna be real with y'all. It was some bad football. Mm-hmm. You heard me. Absolutely horrible football. Some of the worst football I've ever seen. So I gotta tell y'all. I have a different game segment to add to this. I'm going to get my WTF game. Like, how did this game exist? And why did it end the way it did? And I'm going to start this off, not with that game, because that game just brought me extreme anger. But I'm going to start off with the Titans and the Saints. I did have the Saints lose in this game. Because I just felt like the Titans, even without Derrick Henry, it's a better team. I'm going to be real with it. Trevor Simeon, I don't rely on him. I don't feel like I need to. I don't feel like New Orleans should. I feel like he's just a guy right now while we're waiting for next year because our guy, Jeff Winston, is out. I'm going to be real. So the Saints lost to the Titans 21 to 23. Let's get to our game leaders. Trevor Simeon threw for 298 yards, completed 19 out of 34 attempts, and had two touchdowns. Mark Ingram, he was a leading rusher with 14 carries, 47 yards, and one touchdown. Um, Dante Harris was a leading receiver with three receptions for 84 yards. Let's talk about Tennessee. Ryan Tannehill threw for 213 yards, completed 19 at 27 of the attempts and had one touchdown. Um, Donta Freeman, he had 11 carries for 30 yards, while Marcus Johnson was leading receiver with five receptions for 100 yards. So this game got pretty interesting in the second quarter because the Titans kind of pretty much took over. However, the Saints definitely were starting to make a comeback. And, of course, at halftime, you never know what's going to happen once you go into halftime. Teams can come out next half swinging or they can come out completely drained and not going to do nothing. Well, the Saints did fight back in the second half. It just wasn't enough. But we'll get to what happened. So, in the first quarter, with 52 seconds left on the clock, um, Randy Bullock kicked a 28-yard field goal, making it 3-0. In the second quarter, um, Traquan Smith caught an 11-yard pass from Trevor Simeon, which resulted in a touchdown. However, Brian Johnson was went to catch extra point, and it was no good. Then Randy Bullock hit the 36-yard field goal, making it 6-6, tying the game up. With a minute and 38 seconds left on the clock, Ryan Tannehill, Tannehill had a one-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Randy Bullock extra point making it 13 to 6. Anybody's game here still, folks. No, we got a whole other half of the game to go. As we so so we thought. So then in the third quarter, 
Michael um, Pritt caught a two-yard pass from Ryan Tannehill, which resulted in a touchdown. Then Bullock hit extra point, making it 20-6. to six. Mark Ingram then had a 13-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. However, goodness, the Saints could not catch a break because Brian Johnson went for the extra point, and again, it was no good. So in the fourth quarter, Randy Bullock hit a 36-yard field goal, which put the um, the Titans up 23-12. Brian Johnson the 20 yard field goal, making it 15 to 23. So the game is still possible. It can go your way. Then, with a minute and 16 seconds on the clock, oh, the Saints went marching in because then Marcus, not Marquez, Callaway had caught a 15 yard pass from Trevor Simeon, which resulted in a touchdown. A two point conversion ties the game up, and then we go into a crazy overtime. However, it was no good, which shut down the Saints for the Titans to take the victory. Oof, that game, I I did not see it being that close. Like I get Trevor Simeon's props, but I I honestly be honest, I don't think he's the guy. I think he is just, you know, just you know, out here. Cause how I saw him playing in Denver, I was just like, yeah, this is not good, but. The Saints did hold their own in that game. So I got to give the Saints props for that. That was probably one of the better football games of the day. Now we're going to talk about the Buccaneers in Washington. Y'all know that Washington Football Club, they are, well, full team, whatever you want to call them, they are in my division. But I got to give props what props are due. Washington beat the Buccaneers 29 to 19. So. Taylor Heineke had one heck of a day. He threw for 256 yards, completed 26 at 32 of his attempts, and had one touchdown. Antonio Gibson had 24 carries for 64 yards and two touchdowns. Terry McLaurin had six receptions for 59 yards. So the GOAT, Thomas Brady, he threw for 220 yards, completed 23 at 34 attempts. He had two touchdowns, but two horrible interceptions. Leonard Fournette led in rushing yards with 11 carries for 42 yards. And Mike Evans had two receptions for 62 yards and one touchdown. So if you're like me, that wasn't watching this game for the first half, you're like, what happened to the Buccaneers? Well, I'll take it because now I know because I caught the stats after watching the game. The second half of this game, the Buccaneers were able to unfortunately sustain that lead. It could, not Buccaneers. The Washington Football Club able to sustain that lead and control the game. Their deep, um, as we all know, prayers up to Chase Young. He will be out for the rest of the season. And the guys said they're going to do it for Chase. And what they do, they do it for Chase. Let's get to the game, how the power broke down. In the first quarter, Joey Slack hit the 46-yard field goal in the, at the beginning of the first quarter, putting Washington up 3-0. to zero. And with 5 minutes and 56 seconds on the clock, he hit a 28-yard field goal, making it 6-0. to And then the quarter ended out with a 6-0 head start for the – not head start, 6-0 start for the Washington Football Club. Going to the second quarter, uh, second quarter, Dion – Dre Carter caught a 20-yard pass from Heineke, which resulted in a touchdown. Joey Slick hit the extra point, making it 13-0. The 
Buccaneers finally touched the board by Ryan Suckup to get a 25-yard field goal, putting the Buccaneers up 3-13. to Joey Slade kicked a 29-yard field goal with 56, 58 seconds left on the clock, making Washington extend that lead to 16-3. to Ryan Suckup kicked a 31-yard field goal while the clock is expiring, and it was good, making it 6-16. to Still anyone's game going to halftime, 6-16. Things can change. Offense start clicking. Defenses can start getting tired. We'll see how it all turns out. So the third quarter, Cameron Bratt catches a six-yard pass from Tom Brady, which resulted in a touchdown. Ryan Suckup kicks the extra point, making it 13-16. Like I told y'all, anyone's game. However... Antonio Gibson had a one-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Joey Slick at the extra point, making it 23-13. In the fourth quarter, Mike Evans catches a 40-yard pass from Tom Brady, which resulted in a touchdown. And then that was it. <laughs> the, um, the extra point was no good. And then with 29 seconds left on the clock, Antonio Gibson had a one-yard run. Um, which um, resulted in a touchdown, making it 29-19. They went for the two-point conversion, and it was no good. And, however, with at that point, the um, Brady was not able to get back down that field and charge and do anything. So the Washington Football Club had a successful victory over the Buccaneers, 29-19. Okay. Our WTF game of the week. Oh, this game was so bad. It's only bad. It's like these two these, these two games tie it for me. But I'm just going to go with the one that we all watched and was like, why am I watching this game? And it's the Lions and the Steelers. Yes, the Lions versus Steelers. Oh, was this game awful. This was an awful, awful, awful game. But let's get to it. Jared Goff, he threw for 114 yards, completed 14 out of 25 attempts. DeAndre Swift, he was the leading rusher with 33 carries for 130 yards. Amon Ross St. Brown, he led in receiving yards with four receptions for 61 yards. Mason Rudolph threw for 242 yards, completed 30 out of 50 attempts. He had one touchdown and one interception. Najee Harris, what a name. He um, had 26 carries for 105 yards, while um, Deontay Johnson had seven receptions for 83 yards. This game, when I tell you, I have never seen such a crazy offensive-looking game in my life. I could not believe what I was watching. But I, I don't even want... Not, you guys here with the madness. Those who didn't watch the game just saw the score and were just like, what is this? I'm just going, I got y'all. Because in the first quarter, James Washington caught a nine-yard pass from Mason Rudolph, which resulted in a touchdown. Chris Boswell kicked the extra point, making it 7-2-0. So then the second quarter... Jamar Jefferson had a 28-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Then Ryan Santos 
extra point, make it seven to seven. Chris Boswell kicked the 20 yard field goal, which was good, making it 10 to seven. Ryan Santos kicked the 20 yard field goal while the clock expired, making it 10 to 10. These teams are evenly matched, and we already know the lines are 0 and 8 this time. So, as you guys know from my picks, I thought the Steelers had this one in the bag. Oh, guys, as I continue to go down this game, I couldn't be wronger. I couldn't. Because in the third quarter, um, Goodwin, yeah, I'm, not, I'm sorry, baby. Goodwin had a 42 yard run, which resulted in the touchdown for the Lions. However, Ryan um, Santos's extra point was no good, putting the, the Lions up 16 to 10. Chris Boswell then kicked the 23-yard field goal, which was good, which resulted, um, which moved the Steelers up to 13, while the Lions still lead the lead with 16 at the end of the third. In the beginning of the fourth, Chris Boswell kicked a 51-yard field goal to tie the game to 16 to 16. So both teams could not get nothing else going from that point in the game. And like I told you guys, in 11 and 31 seconds on the clock, the 11 minutes and 31 seconds on the clock. And that was the last time anybody saw an end zone. We go into overtime with this disgusting game. Nobody got to the end zone. There was so many pigs. So like so many unnecessary uh, really bad pick basically off. So many just awful fumble, awful nonsense. Out running out of bounds when you need to stay in bounds. Just a lot of three and outs. It was the most goofiest game I've ever seen. The Steelers were supposed to take care of business because the Lions are just not clicking this year. If there's there's just no clicking going on with the Lions. But the Steelers couldn't have been any further away from handling business Yes, on Sunday. They could not get nothing going themselves. Their offense was looking disgraceful. Their defense was exhausted because of how disgraceful their offense was. Horrible, horrible game. Super WTF game of this week. Hate these segments. Hate that I bring a WTF segment in because just that means I saw a horrific game. And this was horrific. Couldn't believe I watched this game. And special bonus game, I'm not going to go into all of it, was the Packers and Seahawks game. I wanted to share how I felt about this game. I was expecting this game to be one or two things. A shootout from both quarterbacks or it was going to be a tight game. Aaron Rodgers just got back from being off on COVID, having COVID, and Russell Wilson came back from an injury back in for the first time. But this game was not what I thought it was going to be. Yes, the Packers won um, 17-0. to They shut out the Seahawks. I was not expecting the Seahawks to be shut out at all. It was absolutely crazy because DK Metcalf could not get open. It was just a whole, so many, like, so many wild non-flag call plays that should have DK Metcalf getting in a fight towards the end of the game. Uh, players just all over the place and nothing was clicking. It's just, I I have never seen the Seahawks look that bad, ever. And I've never seen the, the Packers look 
I'm not even gonna say, be honest, I'm gonna be honest about it. They were just basic. They were not good. And for somebody, for a team that is right now currently sitting at the top of the NFC North at eight and two, that was a pathetic display of talent. So I, I, I had to make that my bonus WTF game because I was just, I was excited for that game to be let down in every possible way. But when we come back, we'll get to my last game before I get to my game of the week. My game of the week speaks for itself in every way. But we'll be back right after this. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Again, if you're someone interested in starting your own podcast, have no idea what to do, all you got to do is download the Anchor app. Anchor is the best podcast generating site you could have. You are able to record your podcast, edit your podcast, add sound effects to your podcast, add music to your podcast, and publish your podcast all on the same app and same platform. So you don't have to go from back and forth or move this or move that. No, it's all on the same platform. And once you publish your podcast, it goes to a variety of different podcast generators, such as Apple, Spotify, and even Anchor themselves. Now, I forgot to mention the best part about Anchor. Anchor is free. So you do all these things for free and be able to make those podcast dreams a reality, all for the comfort of your own bed or for the comfort of your own desk, whatever makes you happy. That's what you can do with the Anchor app. So let's get back to these games okay because again this was whew. so the next game I want to talk about it has to be the Panthers versus the Cardinals and why because Camden is back everybody yes Camden is back and yes he wasn't that impactful in this game but hey I'm never going to knock down black man and get a job back I'm not I love it love it love it He's gonna be. He's been incorporated so far into this week's workouts, getting him ready for this game. Is coming. Um, this coming Sunday against the um, Washington Football Club. So, I am just. I was just very, very proud to see him on the field because I remember Cam Superman Cam, and I love me some Cam Newton. So that was a good vibe. So I'm gonna let's go to it. Let's get to the leaders board right now. PJ Walker, he led um, the, uh, the Cardinals with with 167 yards. He threw, he threw for 167 yards. He had completed 22 at 29 attempts. That, I'm sorry, y'all. PJ Walker's definitely on the Panthers. <laughs> so he threw for 167 yards, completed 22 at 29 attempts, and had one interception. Christian McCaffrey, um, he had 13 carries for 95 yards, and he also led in receiving yards with 10 receptions for 66 yards. Colt McCoy, he's back again, y'all. He threw for 107 yards, completed 11 out of 20 attempts, and had one interception. James Conner, he led in rushing yards with 10 carries for 39 yards and one touchdown. And the good old Christian Kurt led in receiving yards with seven receptions for 58 yards. This game, I was very shocked by how the Panthers came and handled business. They really shut down the Cardinals. I don't know the Cardinals are a lot who are injured because again, that's my that's my 
um, NFC team I, I picked to go all the way. So just being honest about that, that's just what I got to say. So I just, I'm waiting to see um, what happens when their injured parties come back because they are, they're doing pretty well on holding their own, even without them. So I got to give them props for props to you. So let's get to it. In the first quarter, Cam Newton had a two-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Zane Gonzalez kicked the extra point, making it 7-2-0. Robbie Anderson caught a two-yard pass from Cam Newton, which resulted in a touchdown. Then Zane Gonzalez kicked the extra point, making it 14-0. And then with a minute left on the clock in the first, Zane Gonzalez kicked a 44-yard field goal, which was good, making it 17 to 0. So the Panthers are in absolute control so far this first quarter. In the second quarter, Zane Gonzalez kicked a 48 yard field goal, making it 20 to 0. With the time about to, time about to expire, Zane Gonzalez kicked a 49 yard field goal, which was good, making it 23 to 0. So right now, the Cardinals have not touched the end zone. They have been just biased because. Yeah, they weren't touching the end zone, but the Panthers were racking them points up early because now we're going into halftime and we all know anything can happen in the second half. So in the third quarter, we have Matt Frieder. Um, he kicked a 47-yard field, field goal, make, put in, finally putting the Cardinals on the board, 327. Chubba Hubbard had a five-yard run, um, which resulted to a touchdown. The Panthers had to go for the two-point conversion. P.J. Walker passed to um, Terrence Marshall Jr., which was good for the two-point conversion, making it 31-3. James Conner had an 11-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Matt um, Prater went for extra point, and the point was good, making it 10-31. Zane Gonzalez with three minutes and 26 seconds on the clock. Um, a 27-yard field goal, making it 34 to 10, which was the end of the game. Welcome back to the league cam, and it's great to see you back out there. And congratulations on your first win back with your Panthers. And now we're gonna go to Nora's game of the week, and you're gonna be surprised by this one because I haven't actually talked about either one of these teams. Yet, and it's going to be Minnesota versus the Cardinals. Kirk Cousins and company definitely did some work this game, but don't ever count out Justin Herbert. He did some things as well. So let's get to it. Kirk Cousins threw for 294 yards, completed 25 out of 37 attempts, and had two touchdowns. Dalvin Cook, he led in rushing with 24 carries for 94 yards and one touchdown. Justin Jefferson also led in receiving yards with nine receptions for 143 yards. Justin Herbert threw for 195 yards, completed 20 out of 34 attempts. He had one touchdown and one interception. Austin Eckler, he led in rushing yards for 11 carry with 11 carries for 44 yards. While Keenan Allen, he led in receiving yards with eight receptions for 98 yards. This game was pretty much evenly matched. However, the fourth quarter really pretty much determined who's going to be the winner because the Cardinals, not the Cardinals, the Chargers were not able to get back into momentum. But it took some time for momentum because in the first quarter, nobody touched the end zone. It was just tied 0-0 going into the second. 
And we're going to get to that now. Because then Greg um, Joseph kicked a 46-yard field goal, putting the Vikings on the board 3-0. to zero. Justin Hopkins, Dustin Hopkins, I'm sorry. He then kicked a 46-yard field goal, putting the Chargers on the board 3-3. Three to three. Greg Joseph kicked a 30-yard field goal, putting um, the Vikings back in the league 6-3. to three. Then with three minutes twenty six seconds on the clock, Tyler um, Cooklin have caught a five yard pass for Kirk Cousins, which resulted in a touchdown. Great, just to get the extra point, making it thirteen to three. With a minute and thirty seconds left on the clock, um, Larry Roundtree the third had a one yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. Putting and their extra point was taken by Dustin Hopkins, which was good to putting the Vikings 10 to 13 going to the half. In the beginning of the third quarter, Austin um, Eckler had caught a two yard pass from Justin Herbert, which resulted in a touchdown. Dustin Hopkins kicked the extra point, making it 17 to 13. Tyler Kunkley, Kuklin had caught a one-yard pass from Kirk Cousins, which resulted in a touchdown. Greg Joseph kicked the extra point, making it 20-17. In the fourth quarter, here we go, here we go. Dalvin Cook had a one-yard run, which resulted in a touchdown. And Greg Joseph kicked the extra point, making it 27-17. It's can the Chargers get back in the game? Well, with four minutes and 36 seconds on the clock, Dustin Hopkins kicked a 24-yard field goal, putting the Chargers 20-27 down by seven. However, the Chargers were not able to capitalize and be able to get back in the end zone and tie the game. So the Vikings shut them down. That defense handled that work and made it so that the Vikings take home the victory 27-20. So now we will go over what Norris picks of week 11 will be kicking off with Thursday Night Football. We have the Patriots versus the Falcons uh, at 820. I'm going to go with New England on this one. I'm going with the Patriots for that game. Let's go to the 1 o'clock games on Sunday. We have the Colts versus the Bills. Nora's going to go with the Bills. Then we have the Ravens versus the Bears. I'm going Ravens with that one. Lions versus the Browns. I know the Browns are struggling right now. Hit a real brick wall. I'm still going to go with the Browns on this one. Texans versus Titans. Not a hard pick. Titans for sure. Packers versus the Vikings. This is a divisional game. You know how those those can go. But I got to go with my guy Aaron Rodgers and company because even though it's a divisional game, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, divisional game, it's just... I got to go with the Packers in this one. Dolphins versus Jets. That's the battle of trash. And I'm going with the Dolphins. No, I'm not. I'm not going to go with Dolphins. I'm not going all the way. I, I almost did it. I almost did it. But Joe Flacco's back. I'm going to go with the Jets. I'm going with the Jets. Just don't get the third win. I'm going with the Jets. Saints versus the Eagles. Ooh, this game can go your way, but I'm going to let me trust those men down the bayou going with the Saints. Washington versus the Panthers. If the Panthers are on this upward, po- upward movement like they are, they seem to be on, 
gonna go with Panthers on that one. 49ers versus Jaguars. I'm gonna go with the 49ers safely in that. This is a good toss-up right here for a 405 game. Bengals versus Raiders. I am going to go. Hmm. Because both teams are pretty much evenly matched. I think I'm gonna go with the Raiders on this one. I think I'm I think that's a good solid pick right there. Cowboys versus Chiefs. Oof. That might be the game we all need to watch. Cause this game should be really good. Cause the Cowboys are on fire right now. The Chiefs are trying to they have been that 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 engine's starting to rub up again. They're trying to get back to where they were. I, to be safe, I gotta be safe. I'm going with the Cowboys on this one. I feel like they got the better team this year. Yes, Mahomes is starting to get back, but Dak has not fell off since he got back out there. Cardinals versus Seahawks. I'm gonna go with the Cardinals with that. Steelers versus Chargers. I'm going with the Chargers on that. If Mason Rudolph is playing, I'm going with the Chargers. I've got to. And then that's our Sunday night football game. And our Monday night football, we got Giants versus Buccaneers. Oh, dear God. <laughs> Ooh, this game, it should go to the Bucks, right? But as a Giants fan, I'm going to always go down with the ship. I'm going to say Giants upset the Bucks. That's my pick. That's how I'm going to go with it. And guys, I, thank you so much for tuning in to an episode of the NFL Digest. Keep a lookout on social media because there's a bunch of things I've been working on and think cool things coming um, coming your guys' way. As most of you guys know that I hit my 100th episode with the V Report on December 8th. That's going to be a day full of just joy and talking about what I love the most, which is sports and all of you guys that have been supporting me and on my info, not just segments and my view reports as, as a whole. Don't worry, you know your girl does one thing she do well, she likes to party. So I'll be celebrating my 100 episode that weekend with um a, a small group of people that have been supporting me since day one with this whole sports journalism and analytical journey I've been on. I thank all you guys each and every week for listening to not only the view report, but the NFL Digest is supporting me and just bigging me up and talking to me about my shows. That brings me nothing but joy to my heart. Thank you guys so much. I will have an NFL Digest that will hit you guys next Wednesday. So you'll get a day early because nobody travels no podcast on no th- on no Thanksgiving. Nobody. I know a lot of you guys are like, I listen to on Wednesday because that's the day for Thanksgiving. It's turn up, turn up, turn up day. And all those that are going to be traveling and going home or whatever you're doing, please try sending travel mercies, mercies over all of you. I could hope you guys all have a fantastic holiday break. Those that are getting the chance to not work and just relax, y'all continue to just stay blessed. Those who have to go into work at all during Thanksgiving break. I just send healing energy and prayers to you and just keep you guys safe out there. But until next time, guys, continue to wear your mask and be safe out here while you're traveling. Travel smart, not travel dumb. And I'll see y'all next week for some more NFL action. Bye.